This episode brought to you by BRE Promotions. Whether you're just starting out or evolving your brand, BRE Promotions offers you expertly crafted disruptions that'll take you to the next level. BRE Promotions, we make your business shine. Visit us at brepromotions.com to schedule your free consultation. No, Bob Boomy. My name is Justin Rimmel, the host of Mysterious Circumstances and Rev 96, and you're listening to Nobo Boomy, hosted by Brian Bowden. Hello, ghouls, goblins, ghosts, and friends, family. Happy New Year. I thought, what a great idea to start the new year by probably getting banned um, by the FCC or whoever, but my guess has just informed me. This is a government shutdown, so we're good to go. <laughs> totally uh, safe. <laughs> we're totally safe at this point. Um, so I just want to welcome you. I just got a great guest on. Um, we're just going to get right to it. And I want to welcome Justin Rimmel, uh, the host of many a podcast, to Noble Boomy. Justin, how are you doing tonight? Yeah, not too bad, man. How about yourself? I'm hanging in here. Uh, we do a little pre-show, and it was fun, and we'll get down to business, and it'll just be even more fun. And uh, it's, it, you know, Cisco told me, like, if yeah, I don't get a shout out, <laughs> I'm like, hey, we'll work on that, Cisco. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll work on that. We'll Gotta love Cisco. Man. Yes. <laughs> I know. Actually, I appreciate it because we, 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 you know, we kind of, I was getting you when you were going out of, of, of a specific social media, which is Facebook for a bit. And I was like, okay, cool. Well, well we connected on, on, um, on this, this Skype thing, but, you know, it's Christmas. And you've got kids, I've got kids, and it's like, yeah, it's their time, not really my time. So, you Pretty know, much, yeah. and I figured like, it's just like trying to recuperate from all this shit is is crazy. But oh, it is. Yeah, it's 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 too much. I mean, like, I think we need a, like a couple of weeks after the new year, just like like uh, let's get let's get the kids have two <laughs> weeks of school off. Um, but before we get crazy here. There's, a, there's probably a lot of guests that don't know who you are. I'm surprised because you have a ton of, of, of podcasts out there, and they're, you, you, you're getting some great numbers and great color. But, Justin, just tell everybody who you are, how you got involved in the podcast or this paranormal field, and, you know, how you started. All right. Well, uh, I fired off in April of 2016, and I had discovered podcasts actually about two months before that. I uh, found one that was doing, excuse me, like mysteries and legends and stuff like that, because I've always been into that, you know, ever ever since I saw the movie uh, The Philadelphia Experiment. Um, When I was a lot, you know, I was born in 80, so I was, you know, probably 10 or something when that came out, 8 or 10. Right. And I saw that, and I was like, man, this is interesting. Then I started getting into everything else that is the giant rabbit hole of conspiracies and mysteries. And and then from there, it kind of dawned into, like, unsolved, you know, murders or disappearances and, and all that kind of stuff. And, of course, I grew up in a haunted house, so the paranormal's always just kind of been, like, something that's always been around, you know, like it's – yeah, you know it's not odd to me, I guess. And uh, so, yeah, about two months after I heard my first podcast, I started listening to other ones, and um, 
I was I don't want to say fact checking because you know that's not my job but I got more interested in the cases that they were covering and I found a lot more information that would have swayed my opinion right. one way or the other so I was like well why would they leave this information out it took me 10 minutes to find it so uh you know like 2 months after I discovered podcasts I I put my first episode out I did a very first episode was on Frank Olson actually two and a half years ago and now they got they had the big Netflix thing Wormwood and you know he's yep. all he's all known and everything so it was funny because when that came out very first episode I did the roughest thing I've ever done man it was it was <laughs> a train wreck dude and I didn't I didn't edit at all for like the first ten episodes because I didn't know how I had to learn everything myself and and it's been a long road but as I started getting into mysterious circumstances more my uh. It's like my third child. <clears throat> I started wanting to cover, you know, anything that happened under mysterious circumstances. So, you know, I started getting into, you know, occults, history. I mean, I've I've fact versus fictioned a lot of uh, like Doc Holliday. I've done a huge episode, huge uh, three part series on him. You know, uh, Wild West figures, uh, just pretty much anything I can I can get my hands on that I find interesting and my listeners love it because they never know what they're going to get from week to week because I never promote any of my episodes before they come out very rarely do I do it um so yeah I started doing that and then uh my wild west episodes started catching steam a lot a lot a lot um so everybody's like dude you need to do uh, a podcast on just wild west true crime and you know and and all these people and i was like i don't have time for that <laughs> i don't have time like the amount of research that i put into one episode is ungodly you know and yeah. i i like to do it myself and when people do help me um you know i go through and and, and check their stuff and you know it's nothing against them it's just i'm just really ocd about if i'm gonna put what I'm doing out there, I want to make sure that it's right. I want to make sure it's right. accurate. And even that even goes with, you know, some of the science behind, you know, digging into paranormal events, you know, and, you know, just kind of just kind of went from there, I guess. I mean, uh, you know, Blood and Dust, the uh, the uh, Wild West podcast will be starting up here in about the end of January here and then uh, I've had Rev96 for a couple months as well and that that's just scripted uh, you know I started doing all these little bonus episodes on MC when I was bored because I love people's ghost stories so yep. I would have people either call in or uh, you know write their ghost stories out and I would read them and I'd put music and they're like dude this is really good <laughs> so I just put them all on another podcast rev nine six and then that kind of took a life of its own and it's it's out there floating around on its own as my little side project so that's always good though right I yeah mean, yeah it's fun well that's you know it's really funny um we're going to be doing a couple other different types of shows on on our podcast so i'm i have my own and then we're going to have um me and, and, and a couple different hosts and we have about three other shows that have come out each one is going to be like kind of focused on um Different aspects of it, changing it up a bit. Um, I'm not necessarily uh, just all paranormal. I think 
that's like a little bit boring. You know, the ghost hunter thing is great, but I want to yeah. I want to talk I want to talk to guys. You know, like like I love this stuff: true crime, uh, mystery, just a BS yeah. session on uh, whether people think string theory is is valid or you know dimensions exist. You know that type of stuff. It's it's actually interesting. And of course, we'll have the you know I'll have guests on, but I like that whole baptism by fire aspect that you have. You know, you didn't edit the first ten, but you know what? It that that's great because now you can you know you can literally go back and say, wow, this is what it was like when I first started, and now listen to it now, and it, it shows you know it's like goals. People have to have some oh, goals, yeah. and, you know, and it makes you feel like okay, I'm doing something here. But with your shows, I mean, I did. You have so many of them. But I want to go in there. I want to look at the Jess. I want to definitely listen. I haven't listened to him, so I haven't kibitzed. I know I know things about Jesse James. I know about Doc Holliday, you know, and the OK Corral. And, and there's things that you touch on that I, I do know about. Um, but I want to listen to your podcast because you are that thorough. I mean, it's, it's incredible. I'm like very, very, yeah. I was going to say, because, you know, you have free time in the world, like I do. Um, <laughs> You know, it would be interesting, and I sh- I'm, I'm telling you, I think your fans would appreciate it. If you could kind of, if you have, n- when you do this, do, do you do, uh, besides scripted, do you, you, you talk, do you have like, um, I think I heard one place, bullet points. Where I you- have, yeah, I have bullet point notes and work from memory. Well, I, I and think. And that's, that's why people are like so freaked out. I did a, a three-hour episode with a co-host on uh, the life and death of Bugsy Siegel. Yes. And I Bernie. I got I got criticized actually in one of my reviews on iTunes just the other day. They said that um, I kind of mungled the definition of of RICO, which is you know an act that is associated with organized crime now. Right. And I'm like, I carried a three hour long episode on the <laughs> life and death of Bugsy Siegel, and and we I dug I dug into Lucky Luciano for about half an hour or two, and right. I was like. And that's the one thing you took out of that. And during yep. the episode, my co-host was like, how are you even doing this? I'm like, I have a bunch of useless information in my brain. You know? Yes. It's, <clears throat> it's funny, funny you mentioned Bugsy Siegel because my, um, my father's uncle, one of his uncles, and he had about 18 aunts and uncles at one point. They didn't have TV people, okay? You go figure it out. Um, and um, <laughs> he, he always used to say, he always used to allude, he was considered a playboy. That's what they call him, a playboy. He was very good friends with Babe Ruth nice. and, and a couple other guys. But growing up, he hung out with, um, he, he, knew, he knew Bugsy Siegel and he knew Maya Lansky and all of them. Nice. And there's, I can't prove it, but my gut's telling me this guy worked with these guys. You know, my, 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 my great uncle was part of the crew. Um, that's the kind of guy he was. You know, <laughs> he didn't take shit from anybody. He was a big boy. And I always used to tell my dad, you'd make a good wheel man. And, 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 and nobody says that unless you were actually needing a wheel man. <laughs> you know, so that's so kind of cool. But, you know, you know, if you take it, you know, I, I think there's a service that does this. It would be great. Just have somebody take your take your shows and literally transcribe them and sell it as a book. Oh, man. And I guarantee you they would sell. You know, man, creative that's streets. a lot of that's a lot of work for somebody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, just, you know, I'm you know, actually in the project. I've actually well, I've been in the process of writing a book for about a year now, but it keeps getting put on the back burner because I actually uh 
I narrate audiobooks for Audible as well. When and when I have five minutes of free time a day, right. you know, and uh, but uh, it's actually uh, noir Hollywood. It's uh, it's about the uh, the death of Thelma Todd. She was a uh, one of the silent silent film actresses that uh, made the transition to talkies, and her death was it's it had enough. It had enough uh, information and theories and suspects to actually make a good full-length book. And I mean, I'm glad the the publishing company that wants it. They're he's they're pretty good friends of mine. I know them pretty well. They're out of Fort Wayne. It's uh, Dark Moon Press. Oh, I know that. Uh, I know that company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eric, Eric, and uh, one of my cousins is an author for him. So. About every time I see him, every couple months, Eric's like, "Hey, uh, so what? You know what's going on with that book?" And I'm like, "Dude, I'm sorry." He's like, "It's been a year, man." I'm like, "Yeah, what do you want me to do?" Well, why don't you give me an advance co- advance on that book, and I'll see what I can get going right now. It's like I like I like talking about the stuff, but more than I like writing about it. So right. you need to hire like 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 hire someone like you know the local a high ghost school writer. Or whatever. Yeah. No, no, no. Just 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 to type everything you're saying. You know, That's a great you know, like idea. Like a static stenographer or something like that. You know, can you read back what I just said? Yeah. <laughs> Bugsley <laughs> took out the knife and slit the man's throat. Uh, yeah. Oh, that, that's correct. Oh, that's yeah, yeah, that, that's yeah. correct. Oh, did I mention with the bone handle? Yes, yeah. you did. You did. Um, <laughs> that would be pretty cool, actually. That would actually. You know, yeah. I, I I didn't even think. I, I mean, one of the cool one of the things I I was actually enjoying when I was listening to your shows. Because I try to listen to everybody's show. If I'm friendly, I, with I you, give, I give, yeah, I give everybody a fair shake, man. Right, I really do. I mean, and I've had some, we've had some interesting shows, and I've had some good shows. I mean, um, one of the best shows I did, I did with a, a great podcaster, Cat Ward. Um, mm-hmm. We just had fun, and then I had fun with John, Ma- uh, Jonathan Mallard, you know, who's another podcast. I mean, I find that when you when you really enjoy talking with people, um, you can have a good time. It doesn't have to be always like you know. Like Walter Cronkite, and you know, this is the news, and you know, be really serious all the time. A part of part of the whole podcast thing that makes it very appealing to everybody today, in my opinion, is the entertainment factor. Oh um, yeah, I can't. I'm sorry, but I, if 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 it's, oh man, I hate to be critical because I, I listen to <laughs> some some podcasts that are entertainment. More entertainment based, but right. for me personally, I want facts. I want information. I want to learn something. I'm not here to like giggle at your inside jokes. You know, I don't give a shit if there's some creepy music behind it. So, right. you yeah, know, you know, and one of the things that we do, where I I do, and I try to make it out as uh, you know, get that across is we do give that information, but we do it in an entertaining fashion. Um, I don't. We, we, the group that I do paranormal stuff with, we don't hide anything. We just post raw footage, and then we'll go and review it, and we'll, we're, we're just giving you – we want you to get something out of it. We want you to learn something and be interested enough to say, you know what? I want to pick up a book and read this, not watch a video, not watch YouTube, read <laughs> and retain things. Um, so, no, I agree with you. Um, I do like to – you know, there's some fun stuff. And there's some fun guys out there, like conspiracy guys and stuff. They're, they're great. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. But, there's some great. Like, I'm a huge fan of uh, Bro Ohio, and I mean, yeah. these dudes are raunchy and they're <laughs> and they're funny, but they but they have a good show. And and you know that if you listen to something that's been covered a hundred times, they're gonna do it differently. Right. And 
they're freaking hilarious, but they also do good research. I mean, they, you know, recently did a, an episode on princess, uh, Diana's death. And, uh, I mean, it was, it was, it was fucking hilarious, man. Okay. <laughs> but, but at the same time, there were some things in there that I didn't know. And I was like, Whoa, yeah, blew my mind a little bit. And, uh, but I mean, I also listened to, to college lectures, <laughs> you know, so <laughs> It's, it's I'm just weird like that. No, no, it's it's actually good. Um, it's really weird. Uh, when I was at school, when I was at college, one of the things I studied. I see, I, I went through a different metamorphosis of my life. So I was architecture, engineering, and then I was business because I had a business when I was doing some design stuff, and then I was taking other things that I liked. So one of them was a lot of physics and science. Like mm-hmm. the the best thing in the world was going into a class for for um, astronomy. And, you know, you get those people, oh, we're going to look at the stars. It's going to be so great. I'm like, no, sweetheart. We're going to be doing some fucking calculus right now and some <laughs> heavy permutations. It ain't, it ain't great. And then when they realize it's like, oh, it's not looking through telescope. No, it's not looking no, through telescope. It's, it's about gases and then chemistry. I mean, you actually have to think. Think yeah. of it as matching clothes. Um, so, but one of the things I, I got heavily into is uh, Native American studies. And um, I, oh, I, I love that! I love that subject. It, it is it is such a great subject. Actually, one of the guys we we used to do drum circles afterwards because it was just like it, the, we learned a ton of stuff from about these people and about their culture and about their heritage. Um, I personally, I've, I've been screaming, do the Sundance again, get the sweat lodges yeah. coming. Yeah. Um, I want to unite. You know, I feel really yeah. terrible about what has tra- transpired with these people. Um, I agree. They, uh, not to, not to interrupt you, but I mean, they are one of the proudest cultures I have ever come across in my life. And I have, what they have been through as, as Americans, as native Americans, as indigenous people, whatever you're, you know, however you want to refer to them as and how proud that they still are is, is just absolutely amazing to me. Oh, I, I, you know, it. There's some really great, great people coming out of that community right now, that are um, are trying to go back to the old ways. And I think one of the best things that ever happened was when they're trying to put the pipeline through, mm-hmm. and everybody rallied around that shit because they basically they were going to destroy uh, th- hundreds of thousands of people's lives and and infrastructure yeah. and and you know for for some oil. And I'm glad. That they did what they did, you know, you got to understand that, that, and you do, um, a lot of these people are heavily alcoholics. Yeah, um, unfortunately. There's no money on the reservation. It's really bitter. No. There's a whole thing going on where there's a lot of missing people, specifically now, females taking place on this on yes, these reservations right yes. now. Yes, that is, uh, and it's, and, and that's, that's something really, you should look into maybe. Well, I have, I have thought about covering that that topic excuse me freaking dry throat here but um i've i've thought about covering that topic but at the same time there are um a lot of reservations that don't want you know yeah no the the outside help they take care of their own and they've in it i think part of that goes back again to their pride you know they're like you know <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's 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 a really touchy subject, I guess you could say. Well, just think of it this way, right? So, you know, you're 
not saying that they were peaceful, but there were a, a variety of different, um, and I, I don't like using the words tribes, but groups. And yeah. they did have wars between themselves. They did. Just like everybody else. But in general, everybody, yeah. they, honor, you know, they, they honored, they honored the, the earth. They honored the earth yes, mother. They honored yes. the spirits. They, you know, they were very much aware of their surroundings and really didn't do anything. They took just what they needed. You take what you need and yep, you preserve yep. the rest. And here comes these people. Um, and I think Cisco told you as well. She told me on, on, on my interview when I was on her show. You know, this guy selling, you know, giving them uh, smallpox blankets and killing them. Yeah. And, and yeah. worrying with these people. It's like, you know, it's like shooting fish in a barrel. Yeah. Um, and so these people are, are, should be gun shy about white uh, help. Um, <laughs> yeah, I would be there. too. But, you know, what's very interesting is if you start looking into their ways of life and their culture and um, their medicines, um, and it's it's really what's going on today in, the, in today's society. It's this, it's not this, the health food stuff. It's the fact that they know how to cure things. And a lot of this was lost because people got drunk and, and got screwed over. So I, I just, one of the things I'm doing now is I'm, I'm, we're working on a book with another author and it, it involves native Americans and, and the Anunnaki and, Giants and aliens and mounds and it's it should be interesting. It should be coming out hopefully um, about two months if my kids don't kill me and my wife doesn't <laughs> kill me. <laughs> but um, um, it's it's just a great culture. And I was just thinking about it when you know knowing that you do the podcast you do, it would be a great you know like wow this is a mystery and this is a real serious mystery. It really is. It the the numbers are staggering. You know yeah. like. And I don't, yeah, I don't think it's just runaways. I didn't mean to interrupt, but I don't think it's just no, runaways. No. I don't. I I highly, highly doubt it's runaways. I mean, I could see a small percentage of it being that, but um, you know, I'm not sure if you've you've had an opportunity to you know be on any reservations or anything like that. But it's a it's a very tight tight knit oh, atmosphere, yeah. you know, and and. It's well, just it's it's a different way of life, I guess you could say. Well, where you're located, I mean, you do have reservations in your area. Um, at yeah, well, they're smaller well, ones. To, yeah, I used to live in a. I lived in the Southwest for a few years after the military, um, around Southern California and Arizona. So that's where I got most of my yep. introduction to to that to that community. What, what I mean, great great people. Oh yeah, a tremendous amount of people. But going to the the um, the mysterious side of that stuff. What's your take on on their, you know, the Windigo, the Skinwalker, um, Skinwalker Ranch? Have you ever investigated any of that stuff? I haven't gotten into it deep enough. Obviously, I know, um, I know the uh, the the folklore behind it and everything. And and until because you hear science say, well, it's impossible. Well, you know what? Prove to me it's wrong, then. Yep. Like, prove prove to me that it is not possible because, you know, just like when um, and I, I'm even being critical of myself. I mean, on my on my show, I've I've debunked a lot of paranormal events and uh, you know, pos- right. demonic possessions. Um, but at the same time. You know, you'll have a scientist pop in. Well, you know, this matter can't occupy the same matter at the same time. It's like, okay, so ghosts aren't real. 
then why don't you in it why don't you manifest one in your laboratory for me yep like because until you can do that you know like don't don't tell me what i've seen and what i've experienced myself isn't real you know right and, and you know so. i this is one of the things i i i find very frustrating about the scientific community um i'm heavily into sciences and yeah and i understand about the empirical numbers and uh, the re- recreation of of the event so to prove that it's true or not but we're and another thing i used to be a very huge einstein fan uh, of of albert einstein i thought he was great oh for sure um and then I read Nikola Tesla, <laughs> and I'm like, "Wow, Einstein's an idiot." Um, <laughs> and yeah, I'm gonna say it. Tesla, See, it, Tesla was the, like when they asked Albert Einstein, "What does it feel like to be the the smartest man on earth?" He says, "I don't know. Go ask Tesla." <laughs> and he was he was right. You <laughs> he know, was dead serious. Now, don't get me wrong. And this is a theory I've always had. So, the, the, what the, and this goes back to what you just said. Uh, the, the, these two things cannot occupy the same space. We'll prove it, right? Uh, they're going on theories of, of, of quantitative um, theories and, and, and formulas that work. In, That's in, true, very in, true. In a specific instance. Yes. But it doesn't mean it's the right instance. You can't blanket. You no. can't use that as a blanket. Right. That's why his uh, Einstein's ultimate goal was the universal theory. And yes. that's why everybody is. But you can't because what I try, I, I was trying to explain this to people that are just, not to say that I'm a superior level, but they just weren't getting it. And I said, imagine traveling down a highway, right? And, you know, if that road goes from point A to point B, okay? And yes, you can do 65 miles on, on that road and you're driving. That's Einstein. Well, we're, we're traveling this road, and what he says, like, oh, there's a bump ahead, there's a bump. But imagine the faster road being just to the left of that, with a little median in the middle. That's Tesla. And it does parallel some of the stuff that Einstein was saying, but Tesla has expanded so far yeah. and says, yes, your theory works if you're in XYZ situation, but if you think of it this way and open your mind to PQYZ, one, two, you know, it expands it, and so that theory of two objects ex- occupying the same space can be valid. Yeah, and and you and a lot of what Tesla was saying is you can't really replicate as much as you can with what Einstein was saying. It's like the three six nine. You know, I wish they really dove heavily into that, but um, you know, unfortunately, he he was really really smart but stupid in the same breath because he couldn't play the game properly and he had those quirks he he was um sorry sorry to cut you off but that his his social behavior (laughs) yeah he could not socialize with regular human beings man i mean the guy the guy i don't think even had a girlfriend his entire life wasn't even interested in one you know and just he had a lot of pigeons he had a hell of a lot of pigeons, man. And I mean, are you familiar? Speaking of Tesla, um, are you familiar with with the uh, the radio signal that he picked up? Um, I believe it was in the late eighteen hundreds. No. Um, he was the very first person. I think it was in eighteen ninety eight. I want to say, you know, give or take a few right. years. But he was the first person. He bounced a radio wave. Um, 
he was messing around with stuff in outer space and he actually received one back. And uh, basically when he brought that information to a couple of people, I believe it was they, they, you know, they ridiculed him. Yeah. You know, that, you know, laughed at him and, and all this stuff, you know, and it's his, his genius, I think, even in today's standards, would would not be understood still. No, I, mean, I agree with you heavily. The, the one thing, I didn't hear about this, and now I'm going to go look 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 up some of this uh, in the next couple of days. But I'm, you'll you love know, it. I'm wondering, <laughs> so this, you know, him playing with radio signals, I can see that because he was going into the stratosphere with electricity. Yes. And yes. it's really interesting, you know. We have this like, oh, wireless charging now. Dude, that's been around since yeah. the beginning. <laughs> I mean, since day one. Um, and and if we actually, you, there there are a couple of people that used to post stuff on vi- uh, videos online, which were very interesting. They get taken down extremely fast on YouTube. Yep, yep. Because they're teaching you how to get, you know, free energy. And literally, when I say free energy, I'm talking about you don't plug your phone in. You just leave it out and it's charging because it has a, you know, what it needs on the, on the outside of the case or whatever to pull it from the air. There's energy everywhere. And Tesla exactly. was the one that tapped into this. And that was his downfall because Tesla wants to give this crap out for free. And, and all the nope. big boys are like, what are you kidding me? You know, yeah. Westinghouse and, and Con, you know, and, and yeah. Edison. They're like, especially uh, Westinghouse. Edison was a, such a snake, man. Yeah. Well, you know what? It's, it, it's, it's the original Bill Gates, um, what's his name? Uh, Steve Jobs, like bullshit with the uh, Apple and Windows. Oh yeah, you yeah. know someone always has the better thing, and eventually, you know someone's the winner, and yeah. it's the worst one that's the winner usually, and then eventually the other one catches up. But um, with Tesla, I was wondering if, he, if it was just the, it was did he? You recall if he caught a signal from someone else back? I believe so. Yeah. Wow. It wasn't the signal that he he had originally bounced out, but basically, I, I, the way that if I can remember this correctly, because they had a big, um, big huge article about it a few months ago, and I hadn't heard about it before then, and uh, I was sitting there reading it, and it basically he was messing around with frequencies and radio waves, and if I remember correctly, he received one that came in from outer space just on its own wow and that's when he was like boom you know he's like what in the hell you know and you know what's interesting about people that that kind of intellect is that a little thing like that can trigger um some amazing (laughs) consequences and actions oh yeah you know that could have been the driver for numerous things because his investigative mind was so vast that he could break things down better than anybody and then just start experimenting. Um, it's really sad. I, you know, there's a, I, I passed the spot recently on Long Island where he had the, um, that big tower with it, you know, where, where he was going to use the, he was going to send the radio of uh, the electricity. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's, it's, there's nothing there of course, but it's, it's a real heavy loss. And I think a lot of this stuff that they stole when, when um, he passed away, and they literally stole everything between the FBI. Oh, yeah. the, everything. Which is really I weird. Think the, I think the FDA even took Yeah, I think you mentioned stuff. the FDA, and I'm like, what the fuck? Um, but they came in, they stole everything. I think a lot of this stuff is um, being used today by the military complex. Um, yeah. and regarding this whole, um, uh, what, what do they call it? Jesus, HARP. 
Um, oh, yeah, yeah. There's something called Hammer, and I forgot what it stands for. I just wrote a, an article about it, but it's like harp. There's three different elements, and basically it goes back to, you remember when that solar, um, that solar observatory was... Uh, was oh uh, yeah yeah okay. out in california right right so yeah. there was a guy that was on another radio show i've been doing a lot of investigation it just didn't sit well with me they don't just it come didn't make in, sense no at all they evacuated like that whole entire neighborhood man not only that but 30 miles away they closed down the other post office that was there mm-hmm. so yeah. now granted they said uh eventually said it was trial porn but what, what there's people, no way well what, what what some people are saying is because it overlooked white sands and the testing, yeah, yeah. it was the, the Russians and the Chinese, whatever. And technically, it was part of that. What most people don't realize is at that observatory, it is actually linked. To, it's not that they were observing the testing going on there, but they're linked into an intranet that's there. And the intranet is what, they, they, what connects the harp end, end of it and another ray. There's like three programs that in concert with each other, they're able to literally take and, and use the power of the sun to, you know, pinpoint accuracy any place they want. Mm-hmm. And because of that, they, they couldn't let anybody else see what was going on in the sun. All these observatories shut down. So no mm-hmm. one else could see it. Even the Vatican's observatory was shut down. Mm. And that's a huge independent uh, facility. And magically... The uh, Cat 5 hurricane that was supposed to hit North Carolina that would have decimated the area. It did not. No, it went to Cat 1 in, in an instant. Yep. So there's a lot of, you know, this is, this is why we do what we do, right? I mean, it, it's, yeah. it's part of the like, and then but when you bring this stuff up, they're like, oh, you these conspiracy theories. Unfortunately, a lot of conspiracy theories are based on fact. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm huge on the you know the project montauk and you know and uh, you know i was i was always skeptical i always go into anything uh you know whether it be conspiracy or paranormal uh skeptical but with an open mind because you can't go in naive and you can't go in as a true skeptic because if you go in either way or the other then you're bound to form opinions you know based on that initial standpoint you know that you have but at the same time you know um when i when i got into frank olson um you know i was i had always heard of mk ultra and and you know you know project uh you know paperclip and and just stuff like that project artichoke and uh when i started getting into uh, uh frank olson research i learned about the Rockefeller commission (laughs) and (laughs) I was like, holy shit, man, this stuff happened. Like this is real. It's documented on paper. And that was after a two day shredding party by the then, uh, CIA, the head of the CIA, Sidney Gottlieb, who, uh, you know, I mean, he was dosing his own cia (laughs) agents and top military personnel with uh lsd without them knowing it and i mean beyond that i mean you know frank olson was into uh you know aerosolized warfare and stuff like that and uh you know you have uh pont saint d'esprit i think that's how you pronounce that which was a whole town in france that was the half the town went crazy 
and started hallucinating, yep. dancing, several deaths, and um, believe it or not, yeah, there were witnesses that said planes, uh, the size of crop dusting planes, flew over. Uh, you know, not long before that, and documented on his passport, military passport that his son still has. You know, Frank Olson was there at that point in time. So it's like, holy shit. So it's like that opened me up to a lot. But yeah. I was only, you know, I'm a huge JFK nut. You know, I've I've gone down that road. Uh, you know, obviously I'm huge into the mafia, uh, you know, different, different players in that game and stuff. So, you know, naturally those two really connected through Sam Giancana out of Chicago. And, you know, it's the the conspiracy that's what people just they don't they don't take them very seriously and it's like listen like you think mk ultra's fake whitehouse.gov dude look up the rockefeller yep. commission like yep. it's real it happens <laughs> it's it's insane and you know what I, what I don't like is when people just look at you like you're crazy fucker and it's oh, like yeah. no i'm not i'm not saying this to you know cause controversy or whatever i'm like Unfortunately, as in this day and age, if you don't take if you don't take question everything that's coming out, you're a, you're a freaking idiot. You're a oh, sheep. you're cheap, cheap. You're cheap. Yeah. You're, you know, I mean, one of the books I read. I don't know if you ever read uh, "Behold a Pale Horse." No, no. Oh, you gotta you, you gotta read "Behold a Pale Horse." Pay for it in cash. Um, <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm <laughs> telling you, <laughs> pay for that shit in cash. He's like, I'm kidding, but seriously. No, no, seriously. Pay for, pay it, for it in cash. cash. <laughs> um, and and uh, that was that was the book that pretty much was talking about the military industrial complex and how mm. what's gonna t- what's gonna go down from here and and um, it's wow it, it, the, the I forgot uh, William Cooper is the guy that that wrote it Bill Cooper and he recently well recently for me is you know for the last 20, 30 years, um, he, he, you know, he got, he was, you know, they were trying to get him on a parking ticket and magically he died. Um, he had a, he Weird. was revealed, look at, look for Bill Cooper and you'll find some shit that'll just blow your mind. Behold nice. it. I promise you, um, be careful with that one though. That is like, you know, that's up there on the conspiracy <laughs> list. This is what's like going on currently. Well, you know, you know about Q, right? All the Q stuff that's taking mm-hmm. place. Yeah, Cisco and I were toying with the idea of doing a Q show, but you know we may not be heard of uh, after after a while. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go down that road, man. Yeah, that's a rabbit hole you may not want to be going down. But it's it's about all these these people that are governments within governments and the like the new world order and you know eugenics. It's just it's really sick what some people consider like yeah that's okay we can do that we can we could you know dose everybody in the small town of france it's well i mean insane. they did it in san francisco i mean they literally dosed san francisco man and uh you know without anybody's knowledge and nobody knew about it until the rockefeller commission and it's like what the hell same thing with yep. korean uh korean troops over in korea man oh, yeah. i mean that's that's half uh that's actually half the reason the rockefeller commission got formed because of uh korean war veterans you know, with all their reports, and then uh, Frank Olson's son was really pushing for an investigation into his father's death, and uh, you know he had a lot of information about Sidney Gottlieb and 
you know, the shredding party ensued and the documents that actually survived are terrifying enough. It's like, and in all honesty, you know, yeah, it's wrong. We all know it's wrong. But at the same time, do you really think the any kind of foundation like the government, if you tell them that it's wrong, do you really think that they give a shit? No, because if it works, they're going to keep doing it. 100%. I mean, you know. It used to be a we the people for the people of the people, and it's it's, it's ne- mm-hmm. you know that I think it ended in like like 1790. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> or whenever <laughs> Andrew Jackson like kind of left. Actually, yeah. I'll go a little bit further than that. Um, this is the problem we have today, and and we have so many people that are so brainwashed in this stuff that if if the whole Q thing comes to, to fruition and the indictments go down, like like people have said, although. There's a, a bunch of people saying it's all BS now. Um, but if it does go down that way, there are going to be tons of people that is not going to believe that. What They're going to say, oh, no, you're lying to me. It's like, it's like if you saw a UFO, if you were out in a crowd of 100 people and a freaking UFO went over your head and everybody took pictures of it or you were just standing there, someone would go, <laughs> oh, dude, that, that's Photoshopped. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's Photoshopped. <laughs> exactly. It's not Photoshopped. That's a real beam. That's a real it's beam a real coming thing, down. man. Those are real fucking aliens coming at us right now. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's Photoshop. Go touch one, okay? You know, but they won't believe it. And, and that's the problem. Like, when, when these things come to light, and it's pretty... I, I give credit to anybody that's actually spilt the beans, been the inside scoop on this stuff, because they literally are putting their lives and their lives of their families on the line um, to, you know, get some of this stuff out um, and saying, look, we've, we've got to get this out or... You know, leak it. I mean, some of the guys, and I know, yeah. and I thank you for your military service. I'm oh, not going to go into the military, but I'm just saying, like, I'm not saying they're heroes, okay? Because I, I, I you know, I'm not saying on, on that scale, but someone who sees this stuff and is, is, is low on the totem pole, but doing, you know, uh, analysis work of, 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 of intelligence stuff and sees all the shit that they're doing and what they're doing to people. Yeah. You know, I, I get the whole thing about protecting the, the nation, you know, and, the, and national security, but it's it's clearly evident they don't give a shit about it, and they've overstepped their bounds big time. So, oh yeah, kudos to those guys that that come out and and just like let people know, like, watch your ass, this is not a joke. Well, it's like you know, when Edward Snowden did his thing, you know, everybody's like. Oh, he's blah blah blah, and it's like you know what, this dude right here did us a favor. Like, I'm yep. sorry. But, you know, you have two two ways of the street right there. And I'm sorry, but thank you. Thank you, Snowden. I think that dude did us a huge service and opened our eyes to a lot of stuff. You know, and, and of course, you're a dead man the minute you do it. I mean, and... and well, he yeah, he was smart enough to get out, you know. Yeah, you know, the, the, the problem here is we don't... I don't think we have enough people that are on the on the up and up on or as i used to an old term that you may know is that are jake so mm-hmm. that that would say no we're protecting his ass because we know you're going to fucking kill him mm-hmm. you know i mean edwards like it or not i mean just listen to what he's telling you they're doing to you and yeah. and, and you know one of the things that scares the hell out of me and as a parent and, and talking about this conspiracy stuff and what the government does and stuff is the growing up, there was a time like I don't know, I don't know what your relationship was with your folks or whatever, dad, mom, no. or whatever it was, but I could tell you one thing that if, if mom and dad did something really wrong or whatever, and let's say the cops were looking for him and they said, look, we're gonna we're gonna hang out in so and so's house, you know, just 
don't rat us out type of thing. You would like the cops, well, where's mom and dad? I don't know. They never came home. Pete, you know, families would stick up for each other. Now, I'm, I'm, you know, you give a oh, kid, yeah. you give your kid um, a, a cell, a free cell phone and like, like, you know, at Starbucks and they're like, dude, they're down the street over there in that little secret passageway. You know, yeah. Yeah. people don't understand the consequences. And I'm not saying to lie. I just want to make this straight for people. I'm not saying that you lie about something, but you know what? People have no values. That's what I'm going to say. No value. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so, and, and, and it really gets frustrating after a while um, with, with not having values. Or, and, you know, one of the things I do is if, if, if you tell me don't say anything, I'm not going to say anything. Uh, I, my word's my bond. For the, you know, that's, that's how, I, you know, and I know how to keep a secret and, and I know how to keep my mouth shut, even in situations where like, okay, you know, when they're threatening you, whatever. Um, but there are certain times when things need to come out. Yeah. And in this day and age, though, it's like, um, what was that, Linda Tripp, I think it was, the, 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 oh, yeah, the, yeah. the fat lady from uh, the Clinton thing or whatever. Oh, yeah. And she's getting up there, I'm just like you. I'm like, lady, you are nothing like me. Yeah. You know, she couldn't <laughs> wait. I mean, anybody that gets on the phone recording, you know, every one of their phone calls from the girl that was, you know, giving a hummer to the president, you know she's not looking out for your best interest. You're not me. Exactly. <laughs> and frankly, people, I'm going to go there. I don't like the Clintons whatsoever. <laughs> but you know what? If you're the president of the United States and, and, and you're all stressed and, and someone there wants to give you a hummer, it's been going on for centuries like that with world leaders. That's your business and your wife's business and apparently Chelsea's business. Other than that, yeah. none of my business. I don't think it's impossible. Yeah. I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure Kennedy was probably about the worst, to be perfectly honest. Hey, you he know was uh, oh man, like what was it? Sixteen year old, seventeen year old interns up to everybody, oh anything he could get his hands on, man. Yeah, well, you know what? It, it, that's <laughs> the whole thing with this. You know, when you have you have absolute power, yes, it does yeah. corrupt absolutely. But this is the, this is world leaders. Every world leader that I I can recall, uh, you know, someone in politics or higher ups. They all have a side, as they call them, the side chick, you know, whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, look it's at politics. Look at, at the French, what's his name, his funeral in France. His wife was there and his mistress. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about <laughs> awkward. I am bit. not taking a car with her. Yes, you are. We got to go to the we got to go to the funeral together. <laughs> We're saving money. Um, <laughs> <laughs> whore. Or, you know, I can just picture that cat, cat fight right there. Um, <laughs> but getting back into, I, I, you know, with your show and your research, it's it's just freaking incredible. I mean, again, I haven't been able to listen to all of it. I've been, you know, listening to it, and then I'm getting yelled at, like, you know, Dad, pay attention. <laughs> you know, oh, I'm I trying get to, it. Yeah. I'm trying to, you know, I have I have a bunch of them queued up, um, and I believe you're on Podbean, right? Still? Uh, yeah, I'm on, I'm everywhere. You're everywhere. everywhere. So yeah. no, and I know you're everywhere. Um, your your shows um, are definitely everywhere. Yeah, um, I one of my my spare feed is Podbean, but I uh, I have a my actual host site. I have a website too, but my actual host site is uh, I'm with Blog Talk Radio out of New oh, York, actually. So uh, I know it. My uh, my uh, host site is is Spreaker, but I mean Radio FM, I Heart Radio. Yeah. I got a few episodes up on YouTube, but I really don't put too many episodes up on there and you are on itunes i know that because i was listening you know i was trying to pull it down because i'm on all the other all those services as well but it's like 
you know, when you have a certain thing, like an app, you know, an iPhone, it's like, okay, cool. I'm just not going to get to play with it. I'll just go with iTunes or, <laughs> or, or, or whatever, Stitcher or something like that. It, they make it difficult sometimes because they want you to pay for this service or that service. Oh, but, yeah. And I don't, I, I don't trust iPhones. So I actually, I'm an Android for life type guy. So I got, uh, I used a podcast addict as an app and it that, actually patches in through iTunes so you can get everything. Well, that, that actually works out well. I used to be um, heavily into the Android, but um, my dad was not well. And every time I talked to the doctor, my phone would heat up and then shut down. Yeah. Um, and it was a fairly new phone, so I said, I need something more reliable. You know, um, <laughs> All they are are spying devices, so <laughs> it doesn't it's matter. True. It does, yeah. <laughs> it, does. it doesn't matter. You know, someone's getting, like, he's drowning, and everybody takes out their camera. <laughs> you know, it's like, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing? Someone jump in and get him. Like, Hold on, I'm updating my status. Um, this is why, the, the, this is the problem in the world. But, you know, when you go so heavily into these things, and with such detail, I mean, I was, you know, I was listening to a couple of interviews of you, as well as listening mm-hmm. to your shows, you know. And I'm trying to, you know, compare and contrast and, and, and what's going on. And it's just like, you must spend, you must spend a ton of, of time on the internet uh, in a library. Um, I don't even know, you know, like what the libraries are like over in Indiana. They used to be better here, but they're not. They're, uh, they're Fort Wayne, Indiana and Albion, Indiana. Actually, uh, they're Albion's a little town outside of Fort Wayne. They have two of the best libraries in the country, man. So yeah, you know, it's pretty good. Because you, you, I mean, if you want to, if you want to learn about Jesse James, like really learn about Jesse James, listen to his show. I'm not kidding. It, it's that 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 was that for those four episodes probably took me like two and a half months, man, just to put out four episodes because the the research the thing. That, and I actually got this confirmed by a historian, which which felt really good when I was researching <laughs> Wyatt Earp. I got to interview a, a author and historian, and um, I, I've been doing it right the whole time and didn't know it, man. I felt pretty good. But basically, the thing about Jesse James was is that uh, first of all, there were a lot of people who called themselves Jesse James. So yes, you got it. You got to nail down the real one. But at the same time, you. You can't present something as fact unless it's it's documented or unless it's um, you know confirmed by uh, you know two other sources preferably. So right. I would get my initial timeline of events, which Jesse James had a really eventful life. Oh yeah, <laughs> he, the dude was a guerrilla fighter, you know, during the Civil War and. Uh, you know, he was taught guerrilla warfare tactics by by uh, Cherokees, and uh, that that's why he was so successful. And in robbing banks, he was trained in um, ambush techniques and and camouflage, and and I mean, and the dude was a savage. I mean, yeah. he was savage. But for him, a lot of people don't realize, and what I learned about him is that it. At the end of the day, it didn't have anything to do with the actual war or any kind of slavery, really. I mean, they were slave owners technically. Right. Um, but even after um, the abolishment, uh, the slaves still stayed on as hired help. They wouldn't leave the James farm because they were treated. His half-brother was mixed. Yep. Like his dad 
had a son <laughs> with with one of the slaves. And they that's the thing though. They were all like a family. So for him, what it was pretty much, especially being on a border state in Missouri, which was the worst place on earth that you could be at the start of the Civil War. Um, it's it was it was the militias and the Union troops. What they did to him and his family, yep, um, was was pretty crazy. And and history is always written by the victors. So nobody hears about the bad things that the Union troops did or the Union militias. And you know, I kind of wanted to. To, to give people that information and, and don't get me wrong, like the Confederates, you know, same thing, but you know, a lot of people, I actually did a, a big thing, you know, at the beginning of one of the episodes on, on Abraham Lincoln, you know, that he was not that fucking great of a guy, man. He, no, was, kind he, wasn't. Of a, he was kind of a piece of shit and everybody <laughs> thinks he's like this big giant hero. And it's like, no, like he's not all you have to do literally is open a fucking book and read, but you're spoon-fed all this shit. Yes, or you, you see a video of it, and I didn't mean to interrupt, <laughs> like, you know, and oh, yes, no. people, he wasn't a vampire slayer, okay? So just he, get off of that one. <laughs> he would I, I, well, he would have been a lot cooler with me if he would have been, but, I mean, he literally wanted to colonize the freed slaves because he did yeah. not believe in intermingling of the races it, it, <laughs> You know, and here's what's really strange, right? So you, you have this Continental Congress in the 1770s, right? We're mm-hmm. going to go to war. We're going to be fighting over 3% tax. And we're now, think about yeah. that, people. 3% for, on tea, okay? We pay like 40% um, or, or more. So, and, and when they're trying to, you know, get everybody together to be united, united we stand, one of yeah. the things they brought up several times was that all men are created equal. And I'm not getting mm-hmm. into this Me Too bullshit or whatever, men, you know, fluid. Men meeting everybody in this planet, you're a free man, meaning you're a free person. And exactly. that doesn't matter what color you were. And a lot of, lot of the, the, the people there agreed to it, but they knew that if they put that down in documentation, we would still be, we would, be an annex of England already. We would just be the UK because it never would have happened. Yeah. yeah. And, and this is how, how much, you know, I, I hate when these people are, are destroying monuments and they don't even know their fucking history. Um, oh, and they don't yeah. Even and know- they don't realize that Robert E. Lee, the only fucking reason that he was a Confederate general was because of the state that he was born in. That's literally the only reason, and he was the only choice that Lincoln had to lead the Union troops. The only choice, yeah, but instead he went for the drunk, <laughs> or the drunk. That's and, and that's what he went with the drunk. He's like, well, I guess we're gonna have Ulysses S. Grant. Might as well yeah. make him fucking president too. Afterward, whatever. Well, you know? well what's what's kind of interesting about uh, Grant? Um, you know that old saying, "Who's buried in Grant's tomb?" Um, Grant's yeah. tomb is actually not that far from my house. Really? My, my apartment. Yeah, it's it's actually um, on a hundred and I'm going to say near 125th Street and uh, Riverside Drive, and it's a huge monument there. Here's what was going on there. Okay, so it's in the, it's it's basically in Harlem. 
Um, and you know, if you know anything about Harlem or, you know, it, it very, I'm, very, I'm, I'm from, I'm a, I'm a hillbilly, but I know about yeah. Harlem. Okay. So, <laughs> so if, if you think of Harlem, you think of people of color for the most part. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it was, you know, the, of course they're gentrifying everything, but they're cleaning stuff up and the rich are discovering like, wow, these are really nice houses here. But for many, many years, for many, many decades, um, these kids, of of color and 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 of you know classified as minorities, were spray painting all over the fucking place and all over this tomb, and the family you know not knowing that the guy that they're spray painting on is the reason why they have the right to spray paint on people. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, so I... you know this is this goes back to the lack of respect that people have not only knowledge but respect. You know oh, if yeah. you knew this is the guy that saved your ass. And and he's a drunk bastard, but you know, and all, and he led all everybody. Otherwise, you would you wouldn't be here that way. I mean, I think you should give them a little bit more respect. Mm -hmm. But people are so inundated with me, 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 and you know, yeah. what are you going to do for me? They don't they don't know what respect is. And we have babies making babies, and I'm not getting into the politics at this point. Yeah, <laughs> I'm getting back into the yeah. Civil War. One of the things yeah. I liked about. Um, uh, I, and I wasn't, I didn't even know this because I didn't do the research like you have, but you said that, that Young Guns is really more so the, like more it's, accurate than anything. Yeah, when I, uh, when I was researching uh, Billy the Kid, I did a three-part series on his life, which was one of the hardest things I've had to research because there's not much out there. Um, he was like a ghost, man. And, uh, I, I researched that, whether or not he was killed by Pat Garrett. And then, uh, if he was not killed by Pat Garrett, whether or not, uh, Brushy Bill Roberts or a guy named John Miller was actually Billy the Kid. And, um, Young Guns and Young Guns 2 are probably the most historically accurate movies down to the things that he said. Like, there's a scene in that movie, and I couldn't even believe this was true. Is that the "I'm gonna make you famous"? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> when he uh, when he was in jail, one of his last times, um, and people before people start judging me on on glorifying and making a hero out of out of Billy the Kid, right. you have to understand that that this kid was a victim of circumstance, and he literally was the only person. There were seventy. 70 people and some change killed in the Lincoln County Merchant Wars in the uh, in that territory. And Billy the Kid was the only person from the losing side, side, mind you, that ever got indicted on anything. And this was after the uh, Governor Wallace um, uh, promised him a pardon because – I, anyway, that's a whole nother. That's whole nerdy. He basically <laughs> got screwed, man. I mean, he was. Yeah. It, he had to do a lot of the things that he had to do, but he didn't kill any twenty-one men. He he killed maybe six or eight at the most. Um, I counted uh, six, but there's a couple more that that he might have killed. Um, but the scene in the movie, and I believe it's Young Guns too, when he hangs that shotgun out the window of the jailhouse and shoots uh, Bob Ollinger. And he, you know, and he he says that scene. He's like, "Hello, Bob," you know, and shoots him with a with his own shotgun. That actually that actually happened, and he actually said that there was a guy that was standing um, right by Bob Ollinger when he was shot, and uh, 
you know, Billy the Kid, he got loose because he did. He had small hands and big wrists. And uh, it was funny because the reason he used that shotgun was because um, Bob Ollinger had been taunting him with it all day because it was his new shotgun. He's like, I want you to escape so bad just so I can kill you and this and that. And Billy the Kid literally is just laughing at the guy, you know, (laughs) like, like, whatever, man, you know, whatever. And, and nobody really knows how he got that gun in the outhouse either. Nobody knows if he had um, snuck it in or one of the regulators had left it there for him or uh, if one of the townspeople had left it there for him even. But he uh, – yeah, he, he got in there and it, you know, he later on said you know, he – he felt really bad about killing the deputy because, you know, he gave him a chance to surrender. He's like, don't make me shoot you, man. Like, just let me walk out of here. Right. But, but yeah, he, the first thing he did when he, when he got loose was, was grab that shotgun that Bob Ollinger was, was taunting him with man, hung it right out that window and boom. Straight, he waited for him to cross the street and he, he said, hello, Bob. And, and Bob's last words were, uh, or he came because he heard the shooting and he and he looked at the guy beside him who was the witness and he says uh, he says did did I can't remember the deputy's name he's like did he did he kill Billy the kid and right then Billy the kid pops out of that window and <laughs> right when the the shotgun from the second story is pointing at him he looks at that guy he's like shit now I'm dead well he just killed me and yeah. then he pulls the trigger and he was dead and it's like. If those two movies, Young Guns and Young Guns Two, are are probably the most historically accurate, like it's it's pretty amazing. I will say this though, um, yeah, uh, Billy never never stood over John Tunstall's grave and and swore, you know, revenge, and that's really how it all started. Because John Tunstall, Billy the Kid, was orphaned when he was fifteen years old, and he was in a desolate area. Um, he was in the desert with Apache Indians, uh, some ruthless killers out there rolling in the gangs. You know, he ran with the Cowboys for a little bit, which was a gang that uh, was associated yep. with my White Earp episode, you yep. know. These dudes were were killers, man. But Billy the Kid was 17 years old when he started riding with them dudes, and he held his own because he was really really good with a set of pistols man yeah (laughs) you had to be you know you take you take in consideration and again we're not glorifying you know the death and killing people but you you have to understand the situation where it was different times you can't it was survival of the fittest it was survival of the fittest there were no there was no law they had one sheriff for an entire territory that was the size of arizona (laughs) yeah good luck with that it, Good you know, luck with that. It's actually funny. Uh, one of my um, my great aunts, their husband was a, a sheriff, like the old school, you know, like the you know the the sheriff oh, yeah. in in Oklahoma. So I'm sure you know he had a six you know the six shooters oh, way yeah. back when. So, but you you know just think about going into you're 15 years old, you 15, have no, you have, man. You have no family. You need. And food. you know what's sad is. Not to interrupt you, yeah. but when he the reason he was orphaned was because when his mom died, his stepdad literally looked at him and his brother. His brother was uh oh, I wanna say Billy was fifteen, I think his brother was ten. His, his stepdad literally said, Well, see you guys later, you know. 
Well, and, that, yeah, that's what it was like. I mean, took they, off. they weren't you really, know? you know, if, if, if you're living in that, that area there, it's, it's survival of the fittest. And if you think you're going to have a little house on the prairie moment with, you know, the church and the whole thing, yeah, there were, there were come, there, there were some there, but in general, it was survival of the fittest. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you have to roll and the, you know, they don't give a shit the, these guys kill people for a living. That's what they do. Yeah. And they, and a lot of them enjoyed it. A lot of them enjoyed I don't, it. I, I, you know, I don't know enough about Billy, but I know that, that I, you know, I don't think he was a fan of doing what he did. Um, no, he was put in situations more than, you know. Right. It was always people who were going to kill him. Right. So, so. you know, it's, it's kill or be killed. But on top of that, you know, so you, th- there you are living this life. And you would do the same thing. You'd have to do the same thing. Um, you just to survive. I mean, you know, what, what, basically the bottom line at the end of Billy, Billy's life, I still, you know, reading some of the evidence there, I'm not as vetted as you are in this. I don't believe he died where... where, where nope, not his, for a second. No, I think he lived a lot uh, to a ripe older age and and finally was able to, to get peace. Um, yeah. That, that, that nirvana, that peace. Um and I, you know, I don't. And know. that's the one thing he never had, dude. Like, yep. like he never had a home. Like, from from the time his mom died, his mom was like everything to him. And she, you know, he was fluent in Spanish. He was fluent in Gaelic. Uh, you know, because his mom was was Irish, and the, he was a very smart guy. Like, he was a very good dancer. He had personality. Dude had protruding buck teeth, but every every source I could find straight up said they're like, this guy was the life of the party. Like, women loved yep. him because his mother, when they would go to the town dances, his mother would be teaching him how to dance. Now, how adorable is that? You know, 13, 12-year-old Billy the Kid out there, you know, but he had personality. Like, everybody was just like, this guy is just magnetic. And... Everybody you know, loves it's, the life of the party. <laughs> yeah, see, well, but yeah. he just he just had that thing. But when he, when it came down to, it, I mean, at one point he was, I think, sixteen at his at this point. Um, he was he had gone to California to try to find his stepdad that had left him and his brother, and he found his stepdad, and his stepdad basically told him to fuck off, like you're yeah. not my kid. So Billy just heads back to Arizona, and he's in the middle of the desert, gets uh, caught by Apaches. They take his guns, they take his knives, they take his horse, they beat the hell out of him and leave him for dead in the middle of the desert. Did Billy the Kid die? Fuck no, he didn't, man. Nope. He got his ass up, and he, he made it to a house, and uh, she ended up, the woman there ended up nursing him back to health. And, and after that, I think... I think something clicked in his brain there because he committed his first murder, I believe, when he was 17 or 18. And it was in pure self-defense, you know, pure self-defense. You know, and it's look, it's it's it's, I I just had this vision of him being an older guy, um, you know, hanging out with his his family and. You know, it's the, it's like like Grandpa's such a nice guy, and like you don't realize what Grandpa's <laughs> done down down the line. Um, yeah, but- and I mean John Miller. If you want to look into it, and, and obviously there's the Brushy Bill factor, which Brushy Bill, very very convincing, very convincing. Um, and he 
if he was not Billy the Kid, then he knew Billy the Kid. There's there's no doubt about that in my mind. But John Miller, um, John Miller is a lesser known person, but he is, in my opinion, was probably Billy the Kid. He, the 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 personality, how he carried himself, it right. just fits, you know. It's you know. Will you ever really know? Will no, ever, no. Probably. You know? To, uh, a, a couple months ago, um, there's a guy uh, who actually got some DNA blood samples from um, John Miller and then supposedly got some blood samples from the table that Billy was laid on when he died. And I, I'm sitting here, or when he was shot by Pat Garrett, and he's trying to figure it out, and I'm like, you're not going to figure it out. Like, that was a butcher's table, you know? The table that he, that Billy the Kid supposedly was laid on when Pat Garrett shot him was was a butcher's table. You're not you're not going to pull any blood off there. That, and right. if Billy the Kid was shot by Pat Garrett, which I don't think he was, uh, there's way too many holes in that if you, if you actually dive into it. Well, um, hit the, the floods, um... The floods in Arizona and New Mexico uh, washed away his remains. So, like, technically, if you go visit the Billy the Kid Museum in New Mexico, um, there's there's no bones there. I mean, if he was buried in an unmarked grave or whoever was buried in an unmarked grave. Yeah, you know, that that makes the mystique even even better he's it's the legend man yeah it's (laughs) it's you know and but it adds to the legend like his bones are scattered everywhere exactly the the kid lives um but but that's that's how it works though you know like um i i I, i've always had the feeling that someone got paid off and said yeah don't worry about it we'll we'll get a stiff and you go and i'll take the credit for be the hero well pat garrett was a degenerate gambler who was heavily in debt and he from the recognition of killing billy the kid combined with the with the reward money um that would have probably satisfied him now a lot of people think that him and billy the kid were like great great friends they really weren't um right you know pat garrett was a bartender um and pat pat garrett alone was was no better than billy the kid he killed just as many people in cold blood, if not more, you know. Yeah, but how quickly people forget when you're the hero, you know, uh, of you <laughs> yeah. know. Yeah, it's and good, I mean, it's good three Garrett, kids, but yeah, and Pat Garrett was uh, was killed alongside, uh, I believe it was a railroad tracks. So nobody even knows who killed him. Yeah, well, you maybe know. maybe it was Billy the Kid. You, you know what? There's <laughs> theories out there. Theories <laughs> out there. It, it just it it would just seem poetic because that's how I think. I think Billy ran, you know, it was, I, th- I think he was one of those guys like, look, don't mess with me. You know, like you know, they're putting their hands out like, yeah. dude, back, please. I, I really, you know, I'm having a good day. Don't, I don't want to do anything. And these guys just keep pushing and pushing and pushing. And after a while, it's like, wait a minute, you killed me? Oh, no, no, no. I'm the one that killed you. <laughs> and that would, that would, these, are, these would be great, like little mini movies to put out. They know, really like, would, though, to be honest with you. And. I mean, people don't realize, like, uh, there were two arrest warrants put out for Billy the Kid two years after he, quote-unquote, died, and then an- another one uh, four years afterward. And, you know, people just, I don't know, they want to take it, they're like, oh, there's no way, it's just blah, blah, blah. Like, I heard one podcaster um, 
he was from another country and he basically he kind of did an episode on it but he basically called americans naive for believing and it's like you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna trump you right now dude and that's when i started researching billy the kid and i was like well i was like there's there's more than sufficient there's more evidence to suggest that he lived than there's more evidence to suggest that he died basically it's like yeah bitch challenge select uh Mm -hmm. taken you know, yeah. one of the things that, that I was following, I don't, I don't know if you're on a TV at all or whatever, but I, I watch very select programs. I like, I watch mysterious stuff like Oak Island. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, because I remember reading that in Reader's Digest. Um, but one of the things that I was just, like, fascinated with was the hunt for Hitler. Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah, um, man. And I, I mentioned my buddy that, 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 that um, I think I mentioned to you in the pre-show about one of my buddies there. He works in the government. He works down at D.C. He knows uh, Bob there, the, the lead investigator. He knows oh, a lot of these awesome. guys because of what he does. But, um, you know, th- sometimes... So are you, hear- you are you on board with the Argentina theory then? One, or 100%. Because, you didn't even really? have to... 100%. Now, have you heard about the guy in the Pacific Northwest that was supposedly Hitler? No, I haven't there's, heard about him. There's, okay, there's not as much information floating around about him, but uh, you might want to check into that. I, I, <clears throat> I, I, I just, I'm really, you know, there, there came a point when um, the Jews started going into Argentina and South America to, you know. Oh, they were looking for they were any looking for kind everybody. of Nazis. And, yeah. and, <laughs> and one thing you got to understand about the original uh, Mossad agents and, and the people that were doing what they were doing is, um, they don't give you information that they don't want to give you or let leak exactly. out. They're yep. very good about how their intel. Um, and I'm, I'm 99% positive. Now, whether he died, I, I don't know, maybe he didn't technically die in Argentina, but he definitely was there and he lived a long life there and he could have easily at one point, you know, no one's looking him for out of Hitler right now. You know, even when, no, you know, hell no. you go back to the 70s, no one's looking for Adolf Hitler, 80s, no one's looking for him. And Ooh. you could, you could travel from there to, you know, <laughs> get on a cruise ship someplace or fly and you could be the guy. But I don't think, I think Hitler would have had a hard time because of his medical history. Uh, that's exactly what I was going to say. Thank you for saying that. Because yep. if he did live, um, anywhere other than you know after he supposedly died i really don't think he lived very long because he what he had syphilis he had supposedly the the beginning signs of parkinson's i want to say something like that he had a lot of different ailments and one of the worst was always there which was the ulcer i mean this guy was like sucking back tums like there you know no tomorrow so i think having the infrastructure that he had where he had it in South America, even the entire continent, um, to go from there to, to Alaska, it just doesn't gel. Um, there's a lot of weird shit in Alaska. Don't get me wrong. Well, yeah, no, they're saying they were saying that they brought him over. Like he never technically went. Like they basically did a whole facade that the, a lot of the main guys went to Argentina and then. Hitler came in through um, New York and went, I believe it was either Oregon or Washington State, uh, and and lived there for a number of years. And supposedly, 
there's a bunch of witnesses and, and stuff. I mean, I've gotten into it, but not deep enough to be well-versed on it, you know? I mean, you know, it's really funny how um, I meet people daily basis, wherever I go, and sometimes you meet somebody, you're like, I know this person. And it's not because you've watched them on TV or they're famous or celebrity. There's select. There's a limited number of, of, of shapes of people's faces and features. Oh, and, yeah. And... There could very well have been the doppelganger of, of Adolf Hitler, or someone that really looked like him oh, for uh, sure. in an older age, and like, wow, this guy looks like Hitler, you know, and like some guy like, who? <laughs> Hitler, you know who Hitler is? No, I don't know who the <laughs> hell is. You see the Clipper game? Like, you know, they just don't give a shit. Um, so, so, like, very select few people would be on, on the point uh, when that happens, you know? So what's, what's your opinion on uh, uh, the, the Nazis in Antarctica? Um. I'm I'm leaning more towards that. Uh, where yeah. here's here's okay. So you remember the, you know the bell, the bell craft that was the oh Nazi yeah UFO, okay? oh yeah. Um, there was some video released recently. That looked very. It had the right characteristics. The problem with YouTube is it's so compressed you can't really tell. There mm-hmm. are other services that will un, you know you when you send it it doesn't compress it. It sends the full file, so you can yep. see a lot more detail. And I do a lot of Photoshop, and, and I, I know all the technical stuff for the most part. Um, you can catch shit that most people won't catch, depending on you put yeah. filters in, invert, and so on. But so at the end of end of the war, um, there were like I think twenty five thousand or two hundred, some really large number of Nazis that just disappeared. Yeah. And it, yeah. and these these Nazis were involved in the Bell Project. Mm-hmm. And supposedly, I, I, I heard yeah. a lot of them were supposedly brought over here well, with Project well, Paperclip. What happened was, you know, the, everybody's closing in. You got the 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 uh, Russians closing on the east, mm-hmm. Americans and whatever closing on the west, and and basically what was supposed to ha- what supposedly happened was these guys loaded up in one in the Bell, the Bell, and they took off, and they were supposedly landed in in Antarctica. And there's supposed to be a base there, a huge base, Nazi yep. base or whatever. Um, I find it very interesting that no one's allowed to go to Antarctica without express permission. And mm-hmm. if you try to get close to it, um, they will shoot you out of the water. They will kill you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I also find it very odd that recently almost every uh, representative's higher-ups from every nation went to Antarctica. Mm-hmm. So something big's going on there, but it's, it's being kept very secret. But yeah. On top of that, you know, so you have that going on right there. There was, and that, that's when Operation Paperclip came. So we started taking the scientists. It's, uh, Van Braun was the one that was in Van, there. The he, he was the man. He was he the was man. The he was the man. He put us on the moon, dude. He did put us on the moon. <laughs> and, and I'm going to tell people right now, okay? The moon landing did occur. And there also was uh, a faked moon landing video, uh, movies made. Because oh, sure, it was yeah. at the time when we were competing with the Russians, and we had a safe face if shit didn't happen. I don't exactly, say that, I don't yeah. say that every mission was to the moon was successful, but I'm telling you, we went there. Yeah. Um, and then what happens is these videos get mixed up. You know, the, the the fake videos get mixed up with the real videos. It happens all the time, and no one knows what the hell it is. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's where all this controversy is coming. That's my opinion. You want to debunk me? Prove it. Go for it. But yeah. when he came over. Um, he he is the reason why we're in NASA and NASA NASA's actually created from him. Yeah, for there sure. There was there was a I forgot his name. 
I'm lo- you know, it's late, people. I apologize. I've got kids. <laughs> I've got to get up soon, too. And I don't want to take Justin away from his kids and, and what he has to get up. And I'm going to be, I'm, you know, I'm kind of being, like, pulled in a different direction right this minute. But, um, you know, Van Brun was there, and he was working on the project. And there was a, a news report. He was involved. Came. He was involved with Oppenheimer too, wasn't he? He was involved with all of it. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say he was involved with every aspect of it. But one of the coolest things that I ever heard and I ever read was during Oppen- uh, um, there was a reporter that went out there to see him, and they were they were you know into, you know like about the space program in the '60s and like and they, he wanted this reporter. I forgot the name, but wanted to interview him and. No one knew where he was, or they were keeping him close, close cornered. And Oppenheimer comes into, I mean, I'm not, Van Braun comes into where the reporter is. So he says, can I interview you? And they say, sure, you know, I'm going to go get lunch. So they go to get lunch. And one of the questions he asks, he goes, you know, they're getting into the details of what he was doing in Nazi Germany. And then he goes, you guys were really, really close. I mean, and let me express how close these, these, the Nazis were to being victorious. I mean, we're, oh, they I, were extreme. They were closer than a lot of people realize, man. You you couldn't get any closer. It was a photo finish, okay? You couldn't yeah. squeeze a credit card with lubricant in how close it was. <laughs> yeah. So on top of that, so they're they're having this lunch, and he says, "Well, you know, your technology was so far superior. How did you get it?" And Van, uh, Van Braun said, "We had help from them." Now. I can see Justin, yep. you can see me. And he looked up and he said, from them. Yep. Now, you take yep. that for what it's worth. But if the Nazis are telling you they had some help from them, them very well may be uh, another race of beings that are not from this yeah. planet. Yeah. Um, so well, it's like a val- valiant Thor, yep. you know? Yeah. I he, mean, that for those people out there who are not familiar with Val Thor, yeah, go look straight up. up Type in V-A-L-T-H-O-R into YouTube and get lost for a few weeks, man, yeah. because... We'll call you in about two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to blow your mind. You it's know, freaking crazy. I, I've always had this... Look, we're not alone. We're never going to be alone. Um, there's... You know, one of the th- I was talking to somebody recently about this. You ever, you ever see a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy or read the book? Uh, I've seen the movie, yeah. Okay, so in there, they, you know... They're reconstructing the planet, and they're literally—it's—it's it's, they, they created this world, so they're going to destroy it, and then they're going to create it again. And when they're recreating it, like they, one of the scenes is they go in there, and he's watching actually a planet being built. No, no, no! Put some bones there. Put some bones, you know. And every so many thousand layers of whatever they're putting in these little artifacts. So, I mean, I thoroughly believe that we've—we aren't the technological generation that we think we are. I think there was one millennia ago. Oh, and for sure. They Around pissed the time off, of Atlantis. They, yep, they pissed off the powers that be. They mm-hmm. got a little bit too Sodom and Gomorrah on people, and it was destroyed. And it, you were talking about uh, hundreds of millions of billions of years worth of sediment, and now we're back, and we started fresh. It's almost like we were an experiment. Nope, that didn't work. Let's clear the board and try it again. Yep. Um, so the fact that these people... You know, these, these, I think these entities exist. I think they're visiting today. Um, I think the government definitely has, you know, they're in cahoots with them. And everybody that says, we want disclosure. I'm like, I tell you straight up, if I was the president of the United States, I would not disclose that no. we have alien Hell technology. No. no, like, look at what the radio transmission, what Orson Welles wore, the world's there, people throwing themselves out of buildings, man. Yeah. You kidding me? We, <laughs> you know? we, we are not... 
we are not ready at this point in time no, in our lives no. to deal with this type of, 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 of event. First of all, if you know that their aliens are really there, they're in control, what makes you want to keep uh, martial, you know, like order? Oh, we don't give oh a shit. I, I tell you what, dude, if I was an alien and I was flying by Earth, I'd probably speed up and roll my windows up a little bit, to be honest with you. I wouldn't <laughs> even stop. Dude. That was funny. There was a good meme there of an alien craft and aliens <laughs> like, like put the, lock the doors, lock the doors. Because <laughs> yeah, we right, are literally so. Chicago. That's what we are. We are, the man, in the universe. We are fucking south side of Chicago, yep, That's dude. exactly what we are. We're the south side of Chicago of the, of the galactic universe. You know, it's like I seen a I seen a meme once, and it said, uh, and it, this I think it, this was probably the most perfect thing I've read. It says, it says, planet Earth and the human race is some alien kid's science fair project that he got a C minus on. Exactly. <laughs> you know? That's it's fucking like, awesome. <laughs> it's like that's pretty much fucking right. And I don't know. Like it's just so funny because people worry about the most trivial shit in life, and it's like there's a bigger picture. Like why can't you guys fucking realize? Like we are merely a fucking nano blink of an eye in Earth's fucking life. Yep. Like fucking live it to the fullest. Don't worry about the dumb shit, man. Well, like yeah. God. You know, you mentioned like just open a book, read a book. Just open a book and you'll get your information because there are people out there that, that just take word of mouth or a YouTube video for 30 seconds. Oh, yeah. Or but, CNN or something. Yeah, yeah <laughs> whatever that, that crappy name <laughs> um, But, you know, like one of the classes I've, I've taken in my lifetime, it's, it's in college, people, which is now the new high school. Um, but this yeah. is before it became high school, was Echo 101. And hmm. in Echo 101, we learned about rocks and hardness and and we learned about uh sediment layers and magnetic north and how we have earth cycles that happened every 26 to 27,000 years. Yes. So what that translates to is magnetic north changes all the time. Thus the poles change all the time. We just happen to be at that fucking point in yep. time when the shit's hitting the fan. It's not I mean don't get me wrong we're not helping out with the uh, Fukushima radiation and hairspray. But, no, no. But if you think putting a fucking bottle in a recycling bin or using just paper instead of plastic is going to solve the problem, wow. I got Don't fucking tell, Al-, yeah. <laughs> Don't <laughs> tell Al Gore that shit, man. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's a fact. It it's- is. I know, dude, but people are so fucking... They're, I don't know what the fuck they are, to be honest with you, but I, I totally... I, Dude, I just literally like, I just, I, I rub my temples and I'm just like, just shut the fuck up, you know? <laughs> shut well, the fuck up. You know, you know, it's it's <laughs> recently you departed uh, the Facebook world. Um, I've actually chilled out on that a lot. You know, going to check, but I'm it's not nice checking. being away, man. Yeah, it is. I, I'll not, be back uh, in sometime next weekend because I have a I have a meetup to do in Cincinnati, right. but. Yeah, I'm enjoying my time away, to be yeah, honest you know, with you. It's like self-imposed Facebook jail. But, but you know what the problem is? Like, growing up, I didn't have, we didn't have this type of connection. Um, and thankfully, we yeah. didn't because we got to use our imagination and actually became human True. beings. Yeah. But what I learned was that a lot of my, and I'm going to put air quotes up, friends from growing <laughs> up that I thought were, were pretty intelligent and articulate whatever are absolute fucking morons yeah <laughs> <laughs> and, it's just, and, it, and it's just like 
you know, they hear this thing and, and who, you know, and I'm not going to get political, but when they vote for Bernie and, and all this stuff, I'm like, um, who's paying for it? Exactly. You know, yeah. or, or. Well, America was originally founded. They wanted to get away from, from the monarchy and capitalism. So yep. they originally started a socialistic state, so to speak. But you know what happened, Brian? All these motherfuckers that weren't working and everybody else was working. Yep. And all of a sudden they're like, well, why the fuck are we going to work? And and just to carry this load. And then eventually everybody fucking quit working. Yep. And and then they're like, okay, scratch that idea. Like, <laughs> this didn't well, fucking work. Look, I, and don't I, get me wrong. Like, <laughs> like, some forms of socialism do work in a lot of countries. I'm friends with a... I have a huge listener base and a lot of uh, actually very close friends that I've made in Sweden, Sweden, right. and they're the way that they structure it, it. It does work. It does, but at the same time, they literally lost their last election by a minuscule number to where they were almost voted back into capitalism because you know, well, you people know, are realizing, you know. <laughs> it's like, that that's that's the problem. I mean, the, we we have a lot of problems in this world, and socialism is not the answer. Yes, and no. No, I, and and I agree with you. There are certain things that definitely need to be addressed and should oh, be sure, on the yeah. agenda. But definitely. I I think what happens is the the powers that be are out of control. The people oh, sure. are 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 uh, hoodwinked. And the people aren't fucking smart enough to fucking realize, and it, and it, you know, before anybody thinks, like, I'm not talking about the president now. I'm not talking about the president four years ago. Yep. I'm talking about the government in general, yep. the politicians in general. I'm going to blanket all these motherfuckers because they're all crooked <laughs> as shit, okay? Yep. And it does. if you think your fucking party is better than the next one, then I can personally fucking guarantee you. That you have not been doing good research, because, no. or you've been doing biased research your entire fucking life, or you're being spoon-fed and enjoying being spoon-fed and not thinking for your fucking self. Yeah, you know, and it's really aggravating. One, one of the things I, I, I used to say is, you know, when you're going to go vote, you should just, you know, and I don't want to get it on the political ramp, but when you're voting, you should look at what they're saying and then say, one of the questions is like, oh, how is this going to be funded? And does this mean taxes are going to go up? What's, exactly. Who's yeah. getting what? Yeah. You know, you really have to start, and you, you vote for what's better for you personally. Exactly. Okay? Exactly. It's not like looking about like, oh, we have to worry about you know, Elia uh, yeah. Gonzalez who's coming from you know, you know, whatever Cuba. Oh, she's I'm, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're voting for yourself, so it doesn't matter what party you vote for. Um, but all these people that that I I have a ton of people that are just loyal Democrats or party exactly. people. Yeah. And my my question is, to them is. Why are you voting and why are you supporting a party that you're not invited to, and yet you're footing the bill? Yeah, that, and that's, that's exactly the bottom right. line. You can't go party lines anymore. You have to go, and and it's not just like making that PR move. Oh, we're we're going across the aisle, dude. It's no, about, you're fucking not. <laughs> no, you're not going across the aisle. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong. You, you you swore an oath to protect us from enemies, foreign, domestic, and whatever. And you're doing everything like, do as I say, not as I do. You're stealing yeah. from everybody, and you expect us to pay the bill. Not yep. going to happen. So this and at is. This, I yeah. I can see you're getting a little red in the face, Brian. No, Are you no, all right, bro? No, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. 
I'm getting it just it just infuriates me that the logic behind it. We we had we had this uh, what is the name Cortez. Um, oh and, yeah, and yeah. It's fucking. I think it's the 14th district in New York. And I'm yeah, like, that's like what Brooklyn or Bronx or it's, something. It's, it's Queens, Brooklyn, and, and a part of the Bronx. And okay. don't get me wrong, she's a little bit easy on the eyes, but she's dumb. Oh, as a, she looks good, bro. She looks good. She's <laughs> dumb as a box of rocks. And this is someone, she is dumber than fuck. I know, <laughs> I know. She, dude. She she graduated. She she studied this stuff. Uh, studied it in school, and I'm like. What did you fucking study in school? You just leave. Did you read that like plastic guide to economics? You, that's it, and it, that's the kicker that nobody attributes with politics. And I'm sorry to cut you off, but no, that's no. the one part that pisses me off. It's like, okay, you know what? L G Q B T whatever whatever. Like, do your thing. I don't care. Like, I'm the type of person. I fucking love everybody equally until they yep. fucking disrespect me. Then fuck them. I don't give a shit what color you are. I don't care who you fuck, you know? Yep. But at the same time, economics, man. Like, Bernie fucking Sanders didn't even have a fucking job until he was, what, in his earlier mid-40s or some shit? And it's like, you think this fucking guy knows about the working man? You're out of your fucking mind. And then, yep. you know, and that's that, that's just the part that people don't understand is the economics of it. And it's like, yeah, let's raise the minimum wage to 15 or $20 an hour. Are you fucking stupid? Do you realize what that would do? To the economy, you know. Well, they just did yeah. it. They did, did that in New York. It's now fifteen bucks an hour. But what they don't realize is, just means that everything else is going to go up by fifteen. Exactly. Bucks. Exactly. So they don't know the economies of scale whatsoever. You know, one of the things I, I, I had a lot of friends that were Bernie supporters. Uh, feel the burn. You know, um, here, here's the guy that's just <laughs> and, promising and you just, everything. Just for the record, I'm just yeah. going to state this right now because I, I, always, I never talk about politics anywhere, anywhere at all. And all of my regular listeners know that I hold the same opinion. I fucking hate all politicians. I don't give a shit if you're Democrat. I don't fucking give a shit if you're Republican because at the end of the day, you know what I think's going on? I think all these motherfuckers put on a show and then they go behind the curtain and they're all high-fiving each other. Oh, 100%. You know, and, and they're just like, do you see those fuckers getting riled up out there? You know, they you fucking – You go out there now. You go out yeah, there. Exactly, they're yeah. They're going to vote for you this this way. No, the, the one thing I was pointing out is like, you know, here he has this huge base. I mean, he was going to win. He was going to beat Clinton in a, in a landslide. Oh, for sure. Oh, he definitely was, yeah. And he sold every motherfucker out for a, for a second house for like 600 yep. grand. Yep. So, so, so when you hear that and you see that and you're like – Wait a minute. So he didn't believe what he was. No, he didn't believe what no, he was he's saying. He's a fucking politician. He's lying to you. He's in it for the fucking money. Because even in the structure of socialism, there's still the motherfuckers that are on top. It's the pyramid. They're on the top. Jesus Christ, so, dude. So this is why those alien crafts fly by our, 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 our planet yeah. goes lock the door. And lock the fucking lock. doors. I man. just have this vision of, of like a vacation, national <laughs> vacation. Excuse me, Holmes, how do you get to the library from here? Fuck you, <laughs> Oh, dude! I haven't seen that in forever. Oh, you should go see it again. I don't want to. I don't want to kill you with too much time. And I definitely would like to have you back on. I think I was. I I don't know if I mentioned in the actual because we did a pre-show and whatever. But um, one of the things I want to do is I want to do a roundtable. I want to get a couple of uh, these lovely guests on. Cisco, you're going to come on too. But she better. Here are the rules. Everybody has to have a bottle of absinthe. <laughs> <laughs> and every, you know, 15 minutes or so, 
we just have to take a shot. We do a salute, we do a toast, we take a shot, we talk about whatever comes up. Well, I'm going to I'm going to contact some of my uh, loyal fan base over in the Netherlands and and um, see if I can't get some real good stuff. Oh, I had two family members go overseas <laughs> to Czechoslovakia. Oh, nice, man. One of which is 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 a brother of mine. And I'm like, dude, you're going to check? Okay, great. I need a, a real bottle of absinthe. No, no problem. Brings it, gets it, brings it, brings it to the lodge that I'm a member of, and he fucking drinks it. And I wasn't there that night. And I'm like, I said, two bottles. Oh, I did buy it. I have another one in the house. I'm like, well, can I have that one? No. <laughs> so I, th- <laughs> I think we're going we're gonna to call it green, the, the green flash or something like that. And we're just going to literally have everybody – we're going to record it, and we'll have everybody just rebroadcast it on their own podcast. That sounds good, man. I'm I'm always down for uh, sharing episodes on on feeds, man, and I I'm totally down. Just let me know, yeah, man. I, and you know what? Everything about Justin, his where you can find his podcast, uh, his bio, and the the you know um, everything that we can throw up there will be on InsideTheGoblinUniverse.com. Of course, Inside the Goblin Universe, the webpage, Nobo Boomy, the webpage, and the Facebook groups, um, but. I don't want to take too much of your time. It's been really, really late. Justin, I appreciate yeah. you coming on. It was great to connect with you. Um, yeah. I know where we're, you know, it's, it's, I'd like to continue, but I'm, I'm, I'm married and I'm getting, no, you know, it's, right it's now. like a, it's 1130 at night. Yep. I got to get up here in about six ish hours for work. So I totally get it. Man. I'm with you. I, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm right there with you. So if it was Friday night, it, we get Cisco on the phone right now. Oh, for God's <laughs> sakes. Oh Cisco, yeah. You're coming in. For sure. But I do appreciate it, and I thank you for coming on. Um, I'd ask you where they can find you, but you kind of don't promo. Well, I really – and that's the one thing everybody always asks me. They're like, why don't you ever promote yourself? And I'm like, I just kind of fly under the radar. But it's funny because when people find me, they're like, god damn it. I, I, how could I have not been listening to this guy for so long? <laughs> and, you know, and I'll, I'll, I'll tell everybody, all, all your listeners right now, like if you go to Mysterious Circumstances – episode to episode you don't know what you're going to get sometimes it's like right now i'm working on a big series on john dillinger his life and death and uh you know here soon i got travis walton coming up uh you know i'm, I'm gonna try to get into that i got a paranormal episode coming up you know but it's all really in-depth i i do some hardcore research facts all that stuff but um but yeah my facebook page until i get back on facebook on january 12th uh, my Facebook page is is down with my account, um, but the group is still there. My Facebook group is still there. Um, I handed it over to the admins. Uh, just type in MC Nation in your search bar um, on Facebook, and uh, just make sure you answer the questions, or the admins will not let you in. Um, uh, and uh, you know, Instagram, uh, Instagram, I'm at Mysterious Podcast. Twitter, it's at podcast MC. Uh, yeah, I think that's about it. Otherwise, yeah, the, I mean, my Facebook page will be back up on the twelfth when I reactivate my account after my break. So that's good. Yeah. You, you all need a break. Anyway. It is. It's. It's like I was telling you earlier, man. Like I, a lot of people don't realize, you know. It's like imagine having those five friends that always message you on Facebook and <laughs> always tag you and stuff and are always commenting on stuff imagine that times about i don't know two or three thousand you know and it's like 
I wake up every morning with 40 or 50 notifications and I uh, usually throughout the course of a week, you know, it's 50, 60, 70 <laughs> messages and it's just overwhelming at times, you know, so I, I'm still on Twitter and Instagram though, so. We'll, we'll look for you there. I'll throw all that stuff on, on sure. all, all our pages and and please, if you ever decide to advertise, just, you know, like promote it. You're always, it, you're, oh, you're I'm going to, I'm going to send, yeah, I'm going to send, uh, uh, the link of this to one of my, I'm going to text it to one of my admins and, and it'll be posted and stuff. So cool. it, it'll get circulated for sure. Right. And, um, I, I would, yeah, I was thinking about jo- joining the group, but when you, you like kind of cut and run for a little bit, like, dude, did he rob that bank? No, I don't know if he robbed that bank. <laughs> <out>. um, <laughs> you know, I said, you know what? I'll wait. He'll probably come back on eventually. Well, I, you yeah, I, I did. I, I made a big post. I was like, Hey, you know, in 24 hours, I'm going to deactivate face, you know, deactivate. I said, I'm not blocking anybody. Yep. I was like, I just need a fucking break from it, man. You know, it's it's Later, bitches. Peace, you know? <laughs> yeah. I'm out, motherfuckers. <laughs> exactly. Word. Um, <laughs> and, then, and then we'll go from there. But I appreciate you coming on. And uh, you get some rest. And this should be going out probably tomorrow. Um, Sounds great. I'll uh, I'll look for it. Um, just I'll send you a link on, on this on the the you know and it'll be on Instagram too. So yeah, yeah. Hit me up on or Twitter too. Yeah, just yep. let me know, man. Oh, definitely. Because I, I'll t- what I'll do is I'll, I'll uh, connect with you and then I'll try to tag you. Cool. In that. Yeah. So yeah. cool. But I do appreciate you having you on, everybody. I want to wish everybody a happy and healthy and successful and prosperous, wonderful 2019. Um, and I want to say good luck because we're gonna fucking need it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a bumpy ride, folks. Uh, but until next time, you've been listening to Nobo Boomy with me and Justin Rimmel. That's uh, that's it. We're out. Peace. Bye. Hey, this is Brian Bowden. I want to extend a deep thanks to Purple Planet. You guys rock. You're listening to Nobo Boomy, where we explore deep inside the Goblin universe. The opinions expressed on Nobo Boomy are of that of the host and his guests. There are spirits everywhere. Watching, waiting, seeking that opportune time to reveal themselves like no other. They fill our worlds with so much. Seriously? You didn't just do that. You farted on the promo? What's wrong with you? I thought you were professional. Go away. Go. I, I got it. I got it. Hey everybody, it's Brian Bowden, host of Nobo Boomy, where we explore deep inside the Goblin universe. We have an amazing show that covers the paranormal, conspiracies, music, art, entertainment, trending topics, and so much more. Please join us by subscribing to the show on Podbean at InsideTheGoblinUniverse.Podbean.com, on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and everywhere you find podcasts. It's an informative, fun, and overall entertaining good time, and uh, we'll keep the gas to ourselves. Why don't you burp next time? Someone give me Brian Anderson.